Hello. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast, episode 60. My name's Tyler. I'm here with Matt, and we hope that this week improves upon last week by a little bit. Yeah, I, I really hope so. It will. We I hope think. the Wi-Fi improves upon last week by a little bit. <clears throat> That's true. I think the episode is bound to be a success because so much of it is directed this time by our listeners. Uh, we have several listener questions to get to. And one of them is real. And one of them is even real. <laughs> We, uh, we don't have a sponsor this week, so um, we'll have to record this in the dark because we weren't able to pay for the lights to be on. Should we turn the lights off in the room <laughs> for the rest of the recording? No sponsor, um, which is a good opportunity to say, if you're interested in sponsoring the Valley View podcast, just um, what get in touch with Tyler at Instagram at... Uh, at Poll Votes Tyler. That's P-O-L-L Votes Tyler. Hit me up. Yep, we'll read whatever ad you check want. Out, check out my alphabet poll. Currently, I'm doing a poll of the letters of the alphabet. We're about to be in the final eight. Any surprising results yet? Yeah, all the like all the letters at the end of the alphabet, I assumed would make it really far, like mm-hmm. X and Z, and I mean Q belongs there. Like I, but like they all got out like first round. I was shocked. Oh, yeah, I I have voted a few times in your uh, alphabet poll, and I tend to vote for the more obscure. Letters. Yeah, I don't know how anyone doesn't do that. But apparently lots of people like the normal letters. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we get to our listener questions? And then, uh, and then we're going to hit um, Hebrews for our New Testament book topic today. Um, we're closing in. We're past, like after today, we're past any letters that anyone thinks Paul wrote. Should we take all of the John letters together or should we take them individually? I mean, I kind of like taking them all individually. I do too. Because <laughs> we've done let's, them all individually let's take so them far. Individually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw it over to Tyler for our first listener question. Oh, so this is a question comes from um, a friend of ours from Texas. Um, And this question is really interesting because when I first got it, I was like, well, we've kind of already talked about that before. And then it hit me and it made me feel kind of nice. We have enough episodes of the podcast out now that people can have can be devoted listeners and not have heard them all kind of cool that actually this is, is cool. episode 60 i really enjoy that too it also makes me feel nice yeah because now if i start repeating myself which i already have people haven't heard it <clears throat> there you go um so this question is what makes somebody a really good friend mm. and we we had like a whole podcast on friendships so maybe mm. we'll give like the the two to three minute version of it yeah but what i'll let you go first matt what do you think makes someone a really good friend? The first thing that comes to my mind is that um, they, when you're talking, they actually listen to you and aren't just thinking about what they're going to say next. Right. They don't do what I do right now and yeah, play on their phone. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's what I, I was looking up the exact wording of the question. It's what do you think makes the best type of friend? And I would agree with that. Somebody who truly does listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just a really good feeling, like the feeling of really being listened to. Uh, so that's where I'd go. What do you what do you think, Tyler? Um, <laughs> well, it kind of depends. In, in my mind, there's two ways to go with it. Like, it depends on what you want out of the friendship, mm. because in some cases, what I want out of a friendship is like this person is just a really good time to be around. Like, no matter what we're doing, like, it's a good time. Um, those, those would probably be like what I'm looking for out of like a moderate level friendship, um, with like a deep friendship, like, like 
like a best friendship or close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for that and also the ability to have a, like a real conversation about anything. Mm. So when you are initially getting and, to know, and also a pointless conversation about anything. <laughs> when you're initially getting to know someone, um, do you peg them right away and tell them like, Hey, I'm looking at you at the moderate friendship level, or I'm looking at you, I'm considering you for like a deeper friendship. No, never. Because sometimes, uh, what the other person wants and what I want are different. <laughs> yeah. That, have you ever had to navigate that? Does anything come to yeah, mind? Yeah. It's so difficult. Well, okay. So when I was younger, this actually is like kind of a journey of discovery for Tyler. When I was younger, I would get sad sometimes because I felt like everybody had a like a best like everyone had somebody that they were closer friends with than with me Mm. and it was like difficult and sad Mm. um and now I'm in a stage in my life where there are a fair amount of people that I can tell feel like we're better friends than I feel like we are and it just sucks like it just feels so bad How, how does that manifest itself is it like uh text messages that are overwhelming is it invites to stuff like that you shouldn't be invited to like all of a sudden you're getting invited to uh, some huge life event for this person you barely know or what does that look like well sure so it's it's kind of actually that's kind of fading now <clears throat> now that i'm out of college and <clears throat> just very busy and it's hard for me to maintain friendships yeah but yeah in college there would be times when like yeah there would be somebody that i was like yes this is a friend of mine like i i appreciate this person that like really just wanted to spill their heart to me and really just wanted to hang out like a lot and I was like, you know, I like you, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to hang out one-on-one with you a ton, which, you know, you could argue like I should just be a better friend and, and do that. But at a certain point it becomes like a drain on my time and it becomes difficult to hang out with the people that I really do want to spend a lot of, a lot of my life with. So it was, <clears throat> it was, it's just kind of difficult. It's difficult either way, you know, cause it was really hard too being on the other end of it mm-hmm. where I felt like man, these people that I really care about don't care about me as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I say that to say that like whatever whatever side of it you're on, try to have some empathy for the mm-hmm. person that you're dealing with. Because for, for those of you that feel like, oh, these people care about other people more than me, they don't necessarily, uh, like a lot of times deep friendships can almost be circumstantial, especially when you're young. Like mm-hmm. the people that you grow up with and have a lot of history with, like, mm-hmm. it's just natural that you continue to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. a, that, that can be even mm-hmm. harder, but like an attempt to have some grace. And if you're the person who feels like someone is uh, reaching out more than you would want, mm-hmm. uh, have some grace with them too, because they're looking for the friendships that you have, you know, like that they, they're, they're not it, usually not doing it because they're trying to be annoying or trying to be clingy. Like mm-hmm. they just care and they want to have friends as we all do. Uh-huh. so yep <clears throat> along those lines could you ever see yourself turning down um a request from someone to be their best man in their wedding because mm-hmm. you just don't know them well enough no i would always say yes to that you would yeah okay if that person right. sees me as important enough in their life that they want me to be the best man in their wedding like who am i to say no to that okay so you, if you sat by him a couple times in class and Maybe you had lunch one time. Yeah. No, I'd totally say yes. Okay. Because if they're asking me, then like, you know, that means that they probably don't have a lot of other people that they would want to ask and to hear a no from the person that they were comfortable enough to ask, like that would hurt. Okay, good. And like, there's not really, a, I don't know, it's annoying to like buy the suit, but there's not really a lot of negatives to being in a wedding. Like, it's really fun. <laughs> That's true. What about when it's time for the toast though? And you're up there and it's like, hey, um, 
Jeremy. Uh, it's been really, Matt, it's been really great to have class with you a couple times. Matt, I don't know if you know this about me, but I can kind of talk a lot. <laughs> so I think I'd be able to figure something out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I have learned that about you. So thanks for that question from Texas. Um, batted that around a little bit. Hopefully gave something that was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and thus concludes our uh, real true listener questions. And we'll move on to the, uh, the dirty, rotten, lying listener questions. Yeah, these are the questions that would be submitted if these people were listeners and had time. So right. this is Carl um, from Lexington. I assume that's Lexington, Kentucky. Um, he wants to know, what advice would you have for a struggling podcaster? So I think, <laughs> I think what he has in mind is, uh, you know, I, I've started a pod. It's, uh, you know, I'm a few episodes in and I'm kind of running out of steam. Um, do you have any advice for a struggling podcaster? Well, I don't know what it's like to be a struggling <laughs> podcaster. So it's kind of hard for me to give advice. Um, <laughs> you might very soon. Yeah, it's true. Maybe by like next week, if we have a couple more episodes mm-hmm. like last week's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess I would assume it would be helpful. Okay, so the question is like, why, why are you running out of steam? Are you running out of steam because nobody's listening? Because mm. if that's the case, just keep doing it because it's fun. Okay. Um, yeah. Or are you running out of steam because <clears throat> you're, you're starting to forget or you're starting to not have things to talk about mm. in which case i would say lean into the like the, the guest star thing try to try to find some guest stars <laughs> yeah that's good um, or or try to figure out like a series to start i mean uh-huh. i don't think we were running out of steam but there were definitely a few weeks in there where it was hard for us to figure out what we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. and then we started this new testament series mm-hmm. and now we always have something to fall back on mm-hmm. um and honestly we're I think at this point we can say we're, we're planning on doing the old Testament after this. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition, but mm-hmm. at this point, that's the plan. I think my, thanks for the question, Carl. I mm-hmm. think my advice to you would be find a way to create tension in your podcast. Stress your listeners. out. <clears throat> yeah. I think tension is an ele- is frequently an element of any good presentation or even a sermon or a novel, you know, when you're reading something is that we're, we hang in there because we want to know how the tension is going to be resolved and we enjoy the process of tension. So maybe think through, like, do I need a, a co-host who brings out a different point of view mm. that we can kind of bat things around and have a hearty discussion, disagreement about? Or uh, maybe choose topics that really are difficult, that really supply a lot of the tension for you and explore that, see if that'll get you off. Right. Um the schneid a little bit yeah i would also uh, i guess my last piece of advice is um take a long hard look at yourself and decide do you think that you're funny <laughs> because it doesn't matter okay podcasting it doesn't matter if you're actually funny unless you're trying to get a bunch of listeners mm. it doesn't matter if you're actually funny now, are you assuming that Carl's doing a, like a comedy no, podcast? No, no, but I think any podcast, unless it's like about something very dark and serious, uh-huh. should have elements of humor. Okay. It just is more enjoyable to listen to something humorous. That's true. Um, hmm. So if you, if you don't think you're funny, you're going to get bored. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to kind of <clears> feel like, oh, this isn't that great. Like I'm not even funny. <clears throat> but if you think you're funny, because ultimately podcasting is so vain, it's, it's like, I'm going to go talk for a half hour and people will want to listen to me. To, very to arrogant on that first episode. You weren't. But um, but if you think that you're funny, then you'll have fun. 
because you get to make dumb jokes with yourself and laugh and it's fun. So think about whether or not you think you're funny. And if you don't think you're funny, then try to get somebody on the show who you do think is funny. That's my last piece of advice. Humor. How do you know, this wasn't Carl's question, but it's a, a question that I think goes hand in hand with what he's asking. How do you know when it's time to shut down your podcast and, and really call it quits? Like you said, when it's first. not fun anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So when you're not, that's my only fun. experience when it's not enjoyable for you anymore, quit it. Yeah. Because, yeah. Okay. Like unless you're doing a podcast, like for a company, it doesn't matter how many listens you have. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing it because you want to talk on a mic and have people hear what you're saying. You know, like if you're doing it for like ESPN and the, the ratings are falling, then yeah, sure. That's probably time for you for, for that podcast to quit. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming Carl's a freelance podcaster. Just do it. It's fun. <laughs> it doesn't matter if two people listen to it. it doesn't matter if it's you and your mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Carl, I, uh, Carl, the freelance podcaster. I would love to know the name of your podcast. And we'll, we'll listen, right? Yeah. I mean, at least once. I would listen to one episode. Yeah, one episode. And maybe then we'll be able to get give a little better feedback. But I just love the idea. Because maybe it is just a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, the freelance podcaster. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you for that question, Carl. This one, uh, this next one actually comes from someone named Tyler. Oh, um, who lives in Eden Prairie? No, actually, he's an international. He's from Rome. Oh. Rome, Rome, Italy. I am not from Rome. So this one's from Tyler in Rome, Italy. I love this question. Thank you for submitting it, Tyler. Tyler wants to know, what is your favorite thing about God? Oh, want to get deep with it? What is your favorite thing about God? I'll let you think about it for a minute, Tyler, and give you some time to answer because I've had a chance to review the questions already. So I've got mine prepared. Mm-hmm. I was able to think about it. Um, my favorite thing about God is his triune nature. The fact that God is three persons. Mm. So there's, what a tough question to answer though, right? Like, could you really pick a favorite thing? There's so many, you know, all of his attributes, including all of his kindnesses toward us and all these things. But, um, I love that God is three persons. Um, two main reasons. One is the relational aspect that God at his very being is in relationship. Um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all relating to each other. It's Tyler's opportunity to answer the phone that's ringing. <clears throat> Somebody else picked up. And that we are, uh, we're invited into the relationship that's already occurring and has always been occurring since eternity passed. Um, that's the first reason I love God being three persons. The other one is that um, no one would ever make up a concept like a triune God, God in three persons, all co-equal um, and yet entirely distinct persons, something our minds can't comprehend. Why would anyone ever make that up and expect other people to believe it? <laughs> I mean, we can't, we, we can't even get our minds around what that means. Um, and yet this is the God who's revealed himself. And so I just draw a lot of confidence from that, that we've been given this revelation that could only come from God, that this is who God is. And I don't think anyone could ever make him up. And that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. So Tyler and Rome, that's my favorite thing about God, his triune nature. Tyler Magnuson from Isanti, Minnesota, 
only slightly lesser uh, well-known than Rome. Well, I mean, there's Rome and then there's Isanti. Yeah, right? two sides all, of the same coin, really. All roads lead to Isanti. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite thing about God, Tyler? <clears throat> uh, I mean, it's pretty simple. He loved me enough to die for me. I Like, I don't really have a lot, a lot to expound on there, but I don't really deserve anything that he's given me. And the fact that if Jesus was only dying for me on the cross, he still would have died. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was a very big deal to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I got. There's so much to love about God. We should commit entire episodes to just talking about that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Tyler in Rome, thank you for that question. Uh, here's the last one. This is from Gina in New York. Uh, actually, New York, New York. She says, um, I know I'm supposed to be reading my Bible every day, but I just don't enjoy it right now. Do you have any advice for me? I actually did a Devo about this once. Um, In my opinion, some people will disagree with this opinion. In my opinion, the days when you don't want to read your Bible are the most important days to read your Bible. Mm. Um, And that's not because I see the reading the Bible as something that you just need to like, do to check a box it's because in my experience consistency is good for the human Mm. um typically when people are doing something and they say i'm not really enjoying this right now and with the bible especially it's very common to be like Mm -hmm. man i'm not enjoying this right now i don't really feel like i'm growing through this Mm -hmm. so let me take a break so that i can come back later and then i'll be in a better headspace mm-hmm. usually that doesn't lead to um taking a week or a month off and then coming back super excited to read the bible it just mm-hmm. leads to you not reading the bible mm-hmm. so i i my, my encouragement to people who who ask me questions like that is to continue faithfully spending time with god even in the dry seasons mm-hmm. not because <clears throat> it just needs to become like a a, a box to check but mm-hmm. because remaining consistent is really good for you i think that's great advice the only thing i would add to that gina is that i think it's okay to uh, focus um just on the new testament for a period of time and even within the new testament i think it's okay to focus just on the gospels Uh, you may be trying to read through large tracts of the old testament and have no idea what's going on and not getting anything out of it and just want to throw in the towel and just give yourself permission to say, okay, I'm either just going to focus on the new Testament or I'm just going to focus on Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, Because the reason I say that is because that's where we see Jesus most clearly. That's the story of his life in the gospels and getting a firm grip on that and everything he did, what he accomplished helps you understand the other parts of the Bible, especially the Old Testament, um, which really is just a testimony to all the different ways that people failed and how Israel didn't do what they were supposed to do. And there were all these failures that set the stage for Jesus to come and be successful and to give his life for people and fulfill everything that Israel should have been. And if you really get a, a firm grasp on the Gospels, it'll make your Old Testament reading I think more understandable mm. and uh, and more fruitful, and then you'll enjoy it more once you begin to understand it more. And just maybe you 
read a passage out of first Kings and you're like, Oh yeah, there's all kinds of failures here. And boy, the King sure wasn't doing what he should have been doing. And boy, the people sure were faithless right? and they were turning to idols and what difference then does Jesus make and how does he come and heal those failures? So um, anyway, I don't know where you're trying to read in the Bible right now, Gina, but maybe consider um, just going over to the gospel of Mark and starting there. Hmm. Anything else, Tyler? No, that's all I got. Okay. Um, that's it for listener questions. Thank you. And anytime, what, what should a listener do if they have a question, Tyler? What's the best way to get that to us? Get it to me on Instagram at poll votes, Tyler. That's P O L L votes, Tyler. Actually, our listener from Texas emailed me and that works too, but uh, just trying to plug the Instagram, give me a follow at P O L L votes, Tyler doing an alphabet poll right now. Nice. So our listeners may not know Tyler's coming off um, a four day youth retreat. I am exhausted. He's exhausted. But this is a good time to just say, before we get into Hebrews, what, what, uh, what was the highlight for you? Do you think you could choose one from the weekend? Uh, um, probably having my dad as a speaker. Mm. Actually, well, yeah. I, I, okay. Sorry, dad. Actually, that's not the highlight. Um, the, 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 the <laughs> highlight, like the routine highlight of it was, sorry, having, was having my dad speak uh, four times, but the like one moment highlight was um, sitting out with a few of my kids that were at their last retreat and just looking at the stars. Mm. Um, it was just like a really good end to a lot of good years that I've had with some of my students. That sounds like a very memorable experience. Yeah, I cried about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real real tears. Did real you have tears. To, did you have to use a Kleenex or your shirt? Um, no, I just let them dry on my face. But they, I, I don't call it crying if they don't go over the eyelids and like come down my cheeks. Okay. And that doesn't happen super often for me. Like I would say, like once every few months. So, so. Like, for it to count as a cry, the tear has to make its way out of your eye, and then down the cheek. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. For me, at least, it doesn't. It doesn't have to fall off your face, but it has to at least reach cheek level. Yeah. Okay. My dad did make the good point though that like the fact that it's really hard for me to let these seniors go means that it was a really good run. Like it was a really good group. Mm-hmm. Like if if it was really easy, then that might be an indication that I was doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, an exhausting and emotional week for Tyler, but he uh, shows up shows up for work right back at it through the Valley View podcast mm. and gets to answer the question. Went for a 12-mile run last night. <laughs> yeah, ran 12 miles in the midst of all of that. And now, in this particular moment, gets to answer the question, what comes into your mind when you think about the New Testament book of Hebrews? Two things. Really hard Greek. Um, and... <laughs> Really hard to interpret if you don't have an Old Testament background. Ah, yes. So what's what's the basic summary? Like if someone just came up to you at the coffee shop and said, hey, you're reading Hebrews. What's that book about? Jesus what fulfills it? the Old Testament. Ah, okay. All right. Is that why the author spends so much time talking about like the sacrificial system and talks about Moses yep. and like what's he, he or she we better get into that in a minute. What are they doing there? Like, who, who's their primary audience, do you think? Jews or Gentiles? Oh, I, rem- I learned this in school. I think it's a, it was Jewish Christians that were thinking of abandoning their faith in Christ and returning to Judaism. Yeah, right? yeah, that, okay. that's, that seems to fit um, what we have. Jewish Christians that are thinking of 
leaving Jesus and returning to Judaism, right? Mm -hmm. And the exhortation, don't go back yeah. to the old system. Yeah. This, Some kind of scary exhortations that we might have to get into as well. Yeah. Well, what about this, like the elephant in the room? What about the question of authorship? So I don't know how you grew up. I grew up just being taught by everybody that, yeah, Paul wrote this. Oh, no, I didn't. Did, 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 is that? No, yeah. I, I grew up with, uh, yeah, if you had to say somebody, you'd probably say Paul, but we really don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And that, yeah. And I also heard like, oh, Barnabas might've wrote, written it. Like you said, maybe, maybe a lady wrote it and that's why it's anonymous. Mm -hmm. um, Apollos is yeah, another Apollos. candidate, you know, that it gets put forward sometimes. So, yeah, no, I was kind of raised like, yeah, you can associate it with Paul. That's what the early church said, but mm -hmm. we don't know. Okay. I think that sounds like a good approach. Like that's helpful teaching. I think, I don't know, this is probably me speculating, but I think where I grew up, they just probably felt like the safe thing was to say Paul, to not get in, to not sure. cast any to doubt. To not get into like, the weeds. Yeah, like, oh, we might not know. Yeah. And that could be a problem. And I think it's okay, but I so, think it's okay not to know. I mean, mm -hmm. the you you could make the argument that um, by not being able to say definitively the author, it doesn't pass the, 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 like being included in the Bible test mm -hmm. of um, like apostolic authority, like written by, or under the influence of an apostle. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in the early church's conception, it was identified closely with Paul, whether Paul actually wrote it or not. Mm -hmm. And so in that mm -hmm. sense, it was given apostolic authorship, apostolic authority. Yeah, I, I agree. That means a lot that the, the early church recognized that it had apostolic authority. Yeah. Even if um and to be clear, they didn't know yeah. who wrote it. To be clear, apostolic authority <clears throat> just means like, like I said, written by one of the apostles or written under the influence of an apostle. Yeah. Like Luke wasn't an apostle, but he was hanging out with Paul a lot. Yeah. What uh are there any particular passages that come to mind right away when you think of Hebrews, like the, the superstar passages? Yeah, I had to memorize one of them for camp. It's Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. It's like, uh, therefore, it's it's right after the like Hall of Faith chapter where it talks about like by faith, all these people did all these things. Okay, and so I, what's the Hall of Faith chapter? What chapter is that? 11. Chapter 11, right? Yeah. Okay. And then in light of all of it, yeah, it, so it goes through like a bunch of uh, people who follow God who did amazing things. And then Hebrews 12 starts with, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, meaning all the people from the last chapter, let us throw mm -hmm. off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm -hmm. Pretty good verse. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. But And then along with that, like I mentioned, I think of the like, scary lose your salvation exhortations <laughs> chapter six well they're kind of all over right like six is yeah, probably six the most yeah. yeah yeah six it might be the strongest but you know there's like four or five of them yeah yeah that's true so you know if you read um particularly chapter six verses one through like one through seven um and then into chapter 10 um you know really in chapter 10 verses like 26 through the end of the chapter, these are passages that have caused people to say, wait a minute. Free will. Yeah. It seems like, well, at least it seems like someone could be saved like legitimately and then not be saved. Yeah. It, it says something to the effect of like, it is impossible for those who have tasted of the spirit and mm -hmm. fallen away to be brought back. 
I guess Hebrews right. 6, maybe. That's right. That's Hebrews 6, verse 4. For it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit and have tasted the goodness of the word of God, the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's tough. And we've got a minute 50 left in the podcast. So obviously we can't touch that except to say there are two basic views on this. One view is that um, uh, these are people who were, well, three views, people who are saved, legitimately saved, and then become unsaved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it could be people who um, are saved and they lose not their salvation, but their rewards. Mm. That's another view that it's not salvation in view that's being lost, but it's heavenly rewards. And then the third view would be that it's people who uh, the people being described are not ever legitimately saved. It just appears that they were, or they thought that they were, um, but never were. And in the end are still not. That's interesting. I heard a, I had heard a fourth option that I assumed you would share, which is that um, the, the author is speaking hypothetically Mm. that like, this is what would happen if somebody who was saved became unsaved, but it, that doesn't happen. But it's impossible. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so I guess four views. Do you have a view that you favor? Um, it depends on what theological system I'm subscribing to that day. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, when Fair I, enough. when I have a Calvinist hat on the one that I, the interpretation I just shared makes some sense to me. Okay. Um, when I'm feeling more Armenian on that day, the idea that they were saved and now aren't makes sense. I had actually yeah. never heard the one that you said about um, they don't lose their salvation, but they lose their reward. Yeah. That's interesting. That's actually the view that I um, favor. Hmm. If you pin me to the wall and say, you got to choose one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the view that I favor. Uh, it's not my, it's not my favorite passage in Hebrews, <laughs> um, but it's a difficult one. It's a good one to work through very carefully. Um, and learn just good Bible study techniques. But um, I love the beginning of Hebrews where it just exalts Jesus as being, you know, greater than angels, greater than Moses. And that's a, that's a classic section too. And I'd probably say that that's my, my favorite part of the book. Jesus is the radiance of the father's glory and the exact representation of his nature. Yeah. Super pretty. Yeah. Hebrews Hebrews has some pretty stuff and some really confusing stuff. Yeah. And in fact, um, the reason that's true is a lot of people think that this was first presented as a sermon, as, huh. an, as an oral address and not something that was written um, or that someone has basically transcribed, you know, a sermon and put it into written form. <laughs> um, and so maybe that's the reason we get some of these real um, rhetorical embellishment flourishes. And author, not really embellishing. Authorship but, questions too, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe elegant is the word that I'm, I'm looking for there. Sure. Is someone speaking. So, Anyway, those are a few thoughts on Hebrews. We did listener questions. Um, What's next? First Peter? No, James. Ooh, we get That'll James be a fun next. one. That'll yeah. be a good one. The book that Martin Luther did not want included in the Bible. Nice. Well, see everyone next week. Bye.